0: 570 An L.A. sports icon. Fred Rogan is here tonight. Decades on your television covering Los Angeles sports. Fred Rogan, huge in Los Angeles. The Dean. I'm the Dean. Fred, Fred. Rogan. Weekdays before Petros and Mike. A USC All-American. USC's Rodney Peet. An NFL quarterback.
1: Absolutely perfectly delivered by
0: Rodney, Rodney Peet. Available on the iHeartRadio app or on am570lasports.com. This is Rogan and Rodney.
1: And we continue on. Fred Rogan, Rodney Pete on AM five seventy LA Sports. Later this hour, the question: Would you trade for a player you hate if he could help you win? And we center this around Carlos Correa. Two insiders are saying, "Yeah, the Dodgers are very interested in signing him." Now, those are the reports from two people that are highly respected. All right, so that and you, you know, you hate him. You know, you thought he was a jerk. Uh, We don't have to even debate that. that He could become your guy. And if he's your guy, is it all good? Would you want to sign that guy?
2: And how good do you have to be for all that not not to matter?
1: Right. We'll talk about that coming up at the bottom of the hour. Lakers and Clippers tonight. Oh, by the way, we are going to give away the $100 Pro Flower gift card. We'll give you a cue to call because Spencer didn't want it. Okay. Now, always offering a gift of his knowledge to us, our NBA insider, our friend Dan Wojcicki from the times and Dan, good afternoon guys. I am pro flower re language, um, in my writing. So how yeah, about that? First the transition. That was very solid, Dan. Very, very not good. Bad, start solid. Yeah. Solid. Okay. Uh, Dan. That's, some, that's some two and
3: eight <laughs> stuff for me guys.
1: <laughs> well, when we look at the Lakers and we look at their record and you have been with them and basically, um, Darvin ham said the excavation continues, uh, what what can be done here because it's not getting any better? I mean, just hopefully, you stop digging down and start digging
3: out, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, I th- I think that's the um, was a little bit of a problematic metaphor, you know what I mean? Um, but I think that to me that that's the biggest thing. I th- I think that you you know what can be done is you get a little healthier and you start building. I mean, I, you don't have to look impossibly far to find examples of teams that got off to slow starts that, you know, through time kind of find the right way to win. And, you know, it's not impossible. I mean, the Celtics last year were a much better team in March than they were in, you know, October and November. That being said, like the talent level is is where I think we, we start to get into like that. That's where you start to look and say, okay, well, like what's realistic here, right? You have three stars that are playing, you know, Fine enough, but like nobody's like really setting the world on fire, and then you've got role players that are learning how to function. You know, alongside them, and and you know, is it enough? And I think that is the the eternal question the Lakers are facing in all decisions right now. Whether it's be a trade, whether it's you know how to how to judge themselves, whether it's what does success look like. It's sort of like you know how good are they.
2: Exactly, and you know the Celtic team that you mentioned—you know, with Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, Al Horford—I mean, you knew that they finally they yep. probably could could turn around because talent-wise, they could turn it around. When you look at the Laker team, outside of you know LeBron and AD, talent-wise,
3: can they turn it around without help? That's that's look the, look the big yeah. Thing, right? I mean, I mean Rodney and Russell Westbrook played pretty well offensive basketball yeah. here the last few weeks, and it hasn't mattered you know, I think Anthony Davis at times has, has slashed like one of the best two-way players in the in the game, but, you know, it's got to be night to night. I mean, they need yeah. their stars to be nightly stars. Like, I mean, when I say that in, in like a, you know, 25-point a, a, a game night, I mean, that's just what like the way the roster's constructed. Like, those guys all have and to even like, have that, that there, And even with that, it's
2: 50-50, Dan, right? Even with that,
3: it's 50-50 yeah, to totally. win. Well, and I mean, and yeah. that's not even discussing the fact that you've got you know, LeBron James dealing with a sore foot right now. You have Anthony Davis playing his way back through a back injury. Um, you know, and we're 10 games in, we, they've already had some injury issues. It's just like, it is a very complicated position as to like, you know, what do you do? Do you push in more assets to try to make this team marginally better or even, even massively better? Um, you know, if, but it still sort of all hinges on, you know, kind of what those two guys are able to do at the top of the roster. And, And then, you know, the third part about it right now, too, in any trade, is like Russell Westbrook's been pretty good. He's been pretty consistent. You sort of know what you can get from him. Um, that's valuable on this team right now because there isn't a lot of consistency. And, and so, just trading him, how much does that make you better? These are these are really difficult, you know, questions that I know the Lakers are considering.
1: All right, Dan. What about the report? The Lakers are eyeing a specific player. They're not moving any yeah. draft picks, any anything unless they get a specific player. Now, does that mean it is a specific player or a specific type of player? Yeah, I mean, I think it is a,
3: um, I think, I, I think I know a couple of players. I don't know that it's a specific player um, of names that I've just heard kind of over the course of the year. And I can say this, right? Like, I mean, they're you know, all-star level wings, right? Like that's what you would do is you would push in everything for like, I mean, the Lakers haven't really been that secretive about a lot of this stuff, you know, like they've sort of operated in this sort of like star driven fashion for a little while. Um, And I think that is very much from the Dr. Jerry bus playbook. That's something that Jeannie follows very closely as much as possible as you, you accumulate stars and you work, you work that way. Instead of develop, instead of developing them, you, you go just go get them if you can, and I think um, you know that would be the the fastest way to credibility, right? You know, I reported something a couple of weeks ago that you know one option that's kind of gained some traction internally too is like, what if you just don't do anything, and then on draft night you can trade those two future first round picks with your first round pick this year? What does three first round picks get you? Does that get you a player more magnitude? You know, I, I mean, I think it is a um, it's a, it's a dicey game to play because I think this team has more issues than top end talent. Um, but it's certainly something that they're they're looking at, you know, and whether or not it's that or whether it's a you know you turn Russell Westbrook into three or four rotate three rotation players, is that a better option? I, it seems like right now, what's taken more hold is sort of the idea that you can go get you know a, a higher a higher caliber of player for your for your assets.
2: And, and Dan, what, what's the climate of anyone out there um, trying to help the Lakers in this situation? I mean, still it still, has, it still yeah. takes another team to to, 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 do, to do any sure. kind of trade or anything anything like that. So the appetite for that, I don't I don't see. There's a lot of teams out there. Well, hey, well, uh,
3: yeah. I mean, I think there isn't a lot of belief in like what the Lakers will be in 2027 or 2029, right? Uh-huh. <clears throat> excuse me, guys, and that's why you would do the trade, is you do it because you think you're getting a top-level pick. You know, it's not that you think you're helping the Lakers. I mean, quite honestly, I think it's the opposite. You think you're fleecing them.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, that, ma- that does make sense. That does make sense. All right, let's talk about the Clippers now. Uh, they seem to be... Coming out of it, but I think there's a growing frustration now. Where's Kawhi? I mean, the team. Yeah. If you're saying whose team is it, it's Paul George's team, and Kawhi is a guy that's there when he's there. Do you sense that frustration? I mean, I think that's. I mean, look, right. Like I know
3: internally the the Clippers. You know, when their when their name was bandied about, kind of in the the Kyrie Irving sweepstakes this summer, right? Um, as a team, like, would they be interested in Kyrie Irving and? I think that's a bullet everybody has dodged here in Los Angeles. Um, you, you know, I think that there was sort of a feeling that people I talked to my sources in the Clippers was always sort of like, "Yeah, I mean, Terry's a good player, but like, we want to see what we built. You know, we put a lot of time and effort and money, you know, into putting this team together, and we've never really totally seen it. Like, we want to see it, and I think um, there's inherently some frustration in the fact that you know they yeah. haven't seen it. You know they, that that Kawhi is still dealing with knee problems and, you know, but I, but I think, look, they've got people over there that, that know that these, these types of recoveries aren't linear. You know, it's not like you're just better each and every day. There are little tiny setbacks that happen. There are, you know, a step backwards or two step backwards and then you take four or five forwards and then, you know, maybe, maybe something else gets a little sore because you're compensating and then you got to deal with that. Like, you know, these things take a long time. And I think that the, the Clippers have proven to be pretty patient on this front, but, you know, I mean, we've talked about this before. I mean, I know, you know, we've talked about whether who has more pressure and stuff like that. I mean, like, I mean, they want to see what they have because you know we talk about trades and stuff like that. You know, when I talk to my soldiers around the league, I mean, I think there's an expectation at some point that the Clippers are going to do something just because of the way the, the roster is built. Like, they're pretty much set up for it. You know, they could, they could, they could swing all kinds of different moves. Um, you know, what they could. They could sell off some rotation players and kind of get some more optionality moving forward. So they could bundle two or three guys into a, a bigger name. Um, they they really have a lot of options. And I, I think they're an interesting team to watch kind of moving forward. I mean, look, the trade deadline's months away from now, but it is sort of um it is sort of always in the back of my mind when it comes to the Clippers and and they but they want to know what they've got first, right? To answer the question, and they don't know yet because they haven't had quite lunar.
2: Um, yeah, that's the problem, though, right? I'm sorry. Go ahead, Fred. No, no, that's I, the problem.
1: I just want to yeah. follow up if I can, because you mentioned Kyrie Irving. Uh, the situation with him overall is, is he yep. somebody that has lost some value in the in the eyes of clubs in this league because of the baggage he brings.
3: Oh yeah, yeah, no doubt. You know, I mean, I think it wasn't a <clears throat> super, um, a super big secret that, you know, for instance, the Lakers next summer, like, we're keeping their cap space open, you know, and we're really seriously monitoring Kyrie Irving. You know, at, at, what what do they have, like, $30 million or whatever. I mean, like, this is precisely, I mean, they tried to trade for him this summer. Like, this is exactly, you know, kind of what you would do. Um, A, I don't think they could do that today. I don't think they would want to do that today. You know, Um, I'm pretty sure they wouldn't be honest right And and, i mean you know you hear the term radioactive and stuff like that i mean he has a lot of work to do um he's already he was already somebody regarded around the
4: league as like someone who was
3: at best right like difficult to to, to have around um unreliable and things like that um you add this whole new layer of of you know anti-semitism and you know defiance in the face of being you know shown your mistake and all of that and it's just sort of like you know is the juice like with the squeeze and i think right now it's, it's i mean it's not he's got a lot of work to rehab his image and reestablish his worth.
2: yeah i i don't see i don't see many teams taking a chance on him to be honest with you i, I certainly don't see I mean, him in la anywhere just think about la and yeah. and who's in the arena especially who's sitting on the front row i mean, yeah, I, mean I don't, look, I, I think you I don't need, see him at all coming yeah. to la or any one of these teams
3: Yeah, I mean, I think what you would need is you would need to show, like, actual sincere contrition, right? And actual sincere growth. And there hasn't been... I mean, this is someone who, you know, offered his thoughtful apology on Instagram after two failed opportunities to do it in press conferences and only after being suspended. You know, like, so is that real contrition? Is that is that real? Is that real sincerity? Uh, hard to say, right? Like I don't know what's going on in Kyrie Irving's head. Real and, and frankly, happy to not be in that space. But like I think it, it is something that like well, I believe in second and third chances. Like that is somebody that's something that, about me. I believe in forgiveness, and but I think these things need to be earned, and you have to you have to prove that you're a changed person. And I don't know, he isn't he hasn't shown. Any real willingness to um, allow think, sort of like anybody change him? Do you think that the, that
2: this these these ultimatum things that he has to do for the Nets is a way of them pushing him out? Because I don't think he I don't think he does all of those things. I, I, first of all, I think it's a little over the top to force it, him to do
3: all. It's those weird. Things. It, it is yeah. like I mean, but it's like but yeah, Rodney. I mean, it's such like it's such an uncomfortable situation, right? Like you have yes a um you have a player um who you know when you talk to people who know him and stuff like i have you know this is a guy who does fashion himself as an intellectual this is someone who does spend a lot of time reading and thinking and doing all of these things so telling that kind of person that by the way these things that you are reading and thinking are wrong and you need to do x y and z like that, yeah. that is, there's an inherent pushback to tell the smartest guy in the room or someone who thinks they're the smartest guy in the room, I should say that he needs to, to wise up. Right. Um, it's just a way of push. I mean, I don't know. I think the apology to me, Rodney shows me that he still cares about basketball. Well, he still wants to play
1: a coerced yeah. apology.
3: Yeah. I mean, yeah, but I mean, you know, he's been defiant every step of the way, right? Like he has no problem making himself a martyr. He did this, you know, last year with the COVID vaccine. I, I think, um, you know, the apology to me would be, like, sort of akin to him sitting down and getting the shot.
2: And two things can be true, too, right? He can believe no, for sure. the documentary I mean, drag, and still apologize drag, for
3: offending
4: way, people. Yeah,
3: yeah, drag, kicking, and streaming to that vaccination, chair, Like, in this in my sort of version of it, it does not seem like something that was willingly handled. It seems like something that, um, like I said, you know, once you take away everything from someone, maybe their perspective changes a little bit.
1: Hey, Dan, what do you think of the uh, decision in Brooklyn? Uh, Jacques Vaughn gets the job, and that seems surprising, yeah. given they were leaning a different direction.
3: Sanity prevails, is what I tweeted. Um, you can't hire a coach um, who is under suspension for workplace misconduct. Um, in your workplace, especially when your workplace, by the way, has been rife with misconduct. <laughs> like, it is a it, – it is for, – for the NBA, which has – done a lot of work and I, I do believe in general has been more than just lip service when it comes to things like caring and trying to make the world a better place and, and, and you know, fighting oppression and stuff like that. I mean, look, man, like there are nets, there, there are women that work, work for the Brooklyn nets. Um, I know women who work for the Boston, Boston Celtics who had their lives uh, turned upside down, like by, by this, by what happened with the email, by speculation, by, um, you know, had their had their reputations tarnished, um, you know, saw their relationships strained by the decision-making that happened here, and, you know, an investigation happened, and, and they suspended Ime for a year. He needs to serve that suspension. He doesn't need to be the coach of the NBA team right now. If in a year from now you decide that, that Ime Odoka has, has done enough, and, and, again, shown actual contrition, and is a changed person and is, is not, shouldn't be defined by his mistakes. Like by all means hire him. But I think Jacques Vaughn has done enough, whether it was going into the bubble after Kenny Atkinson was fired, um, whether it was, you know, staying on Steve Nash's staff, um, you know, he, he deserves this chance. And, um, you know, I, I don't love that the Mets had to be kind of pressured into it uh, by like via trial balloon, but look, end of the day, like you know, they they didn't do the wrong thing, and um, I guess that's progress, um, especially considering what's been happening in the league in so many other ways over the past couple weeks.
2: Hey, hey, Dan, lost in all this is is, is Kevin Durant. I mean, he he's yep. gone from everybody believing he you know he's the best player in the world to now he's an afterthought in all of the mess that's going on in Brooklyn.
3: I mean, he wanted a trade earlier this summer. I I can't think that anything that's happened, you you know, in the last month and a half uh, would make him more convinced that Brooklyn is the right place for him. You know, Uh, so, you know, does that get kicked up here at some point? I don't know. I mean, look, the Nets are going to be out in L.A. here next week. It is sort of an interesting – it will be an interesting time to sort of look at like sort of super team dynamics and, and player account, player empowerment, you know, putting involving people in partnerships and stuff like that instead of you know employer employee. Um, you know, the Lakers and the Nets should have met in the finals. <clears throat> if you listen to the prognosticators, if you listen to people like me who thought it would happen, you know, I mean, they might meet in the lottery. It's pretty crazy.
1: All right. Dan, appreciate you coming on as always. Thank you for the information. All right, that
3: was good. I'm going to write that down. I might use that in my story next time. I feel good about that one, guys. Well,
1: that's why we're here. Pro material. Pro flowery, guys. <Yeah. laughs> uh, there is our man Dan Wyke. Thanks, Let Dan. There you go, Dan. <laughs> right, guys, be good. Have fun tonight. Still have to give away pro flowers. Not now, but it will be coming up. All right, Dodger fans, we'll set it up for you again. We were talking about Carlos Correa on the first hour. And there are whispers the club would really be interested in talking to him and perhaps signing him now you hate him you hate him and you know you do but what if he could come here and help you win what if he suddenly became your guy would you want him signed 866-987-2570 let's open the phone lines next
0: now your chance to win $1,000 just enter this nationwide keyword on our website dollar that's dollar. Enter it now. Do it. AM570LA Sports.com. Thanks for joining us on your ride. Thank you very much. Yes. Speaking of which, traffic.
5: Hey, it's your girl, Nina Chantel. You're listening to my homies, Fred Rogan and Rodney Pete, on AM570LA Sports, your home of the Dodgers.
0: Valentine's Day the worst, day. got
2: two probably have a pink and put my at ease. i probably
1: Looking forward all to seeing folks down at the uh, Crypt tonight it, in, the the in the, the suite When those tickets you get me. there, we're going to have a good time Clippers and Lakers Our listeners, time. our sweet, our show, and you're going to be a part of it Also, we'll be giving away Pro Flowers here coming up uh, Sometime between now and 3 o'clock $100 gift card Yeah! yeah. Pro Flowers and uh, give those flowers to a loved one. Rodney, so we talked about it earlier. Let's set it up again. Just with the Dodgers and what may or may not happen with the GM meetings going on. And the one thing we have heard, and uh, Ken Rosenthal and John Heyman reported this, uh, the Dodgers would have some interest in Carlos Correa. Now, would the years be right? Would the money be right? That has to be figured out. But there's some interest there. So we wondered, would you be interested in, And having someone that you despised play for you if that person could help you win. It's the he's our guy. He's our guy syndrome. Well, he's our guy now. I used to hate that guy. Now, whether he's with us, if we're winning, I love that guy. So if you're a Dodger fan, would you be in favor of the club signing Carlos Correa? And would you root for him? 866 987 2570. All right, let's start with May in Temple City. Go ahead, May.
6: Absolutely not. No, no, no to Carrero. I consider him a part of the cheater club that he he helped uh, outdo the the Dodgers uh, in 2017. And since I'm an avid Dodger fan for 78 years, I am absolutely against it, and I wouldn't root for him.
1: Thanks, May. Appreciate it. See now, Rodney, you thought I get it. Yeah, you get it, but you thought, and, you know, I, understand. I, I can't say I disagree with what you thought. It's like, really? Yeah. If he's I here mean, but, he's but here's me. the thing with that. I could,
2: listen, I, I it's one of those things that I could see it either way. right? I get it. I understand people being adamant about, hell no. I don't want that son of a bitch on my team. I don't care. I don't want him. He's a cheater, and he didn't show any remorse. I don't want him. And on the other hand, hey, this is about winning championships. If he, he And he's talented enough as a difference maker, both defensively and offensively, at a critical position to really help the Dodgers. Maybe you got to put away that for a minute. I don't know. I, I see both sides, I should say.
1: All right, let's uh, talk to our pal on the app in Honolulu, Angela. Angela, what do you think?
5: Aloha, boys. Aloha!
1: What's the weather like? Uh,
5: it's kind of rainy today. Oh. Oh, little bit. sun, took- sun. raining in the sun. It's raining in the sun, Rodney.
2: I got you. I got you. We had rain the last I, couple of days, so maybe you got ours.
5: I say hell to the no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I get it. I hear you. I hear never, you. I hear you.
5: Never that. Never that. Because who's to say he's not going to be selling out our whole plan to somebody else? Once a cheater, always a cheater. All right,
2: Angela. We get that. Well, I don't think it's a plan. It was. It was a team wide.
5: By the way, by the way, Rodney. By the way, Rodney, uh, I bought your magazine Sports Illustrated with you on the cover. It was on Amazon for six dollars. It said oh. only one, only one left, and I bought it. I should be you getting did? it this week.
2: Oh, right. <laughs> that's what I'm that's talking what about, it,
5: Rodney. Ah,
2: oh, I love you for that. $6. I appreciate it. Six
5: dollars. It has you. It has you doing some fancy foot throwing. Right uh, on the cover uh, of Sports Illustrated. Aw, uh,
2: thank you very much. That's sweet, Angela. And if
5: you see Marcus Allen. Okay. If you see Marcus Allen telling me he still owes me five
2: bucks. I'll, all right, I Angela. Tell he'll, he'll tell I'll him. I will. tell him that cheap bastard.
1: He'll, he'll tell him, Angela. <laughs> with
5: right. interest, though. I don't know what it's up to. With, with
1: interest, now. yes. Oh, yes. Okay. All right, okay. All right, good. All right, Angela. <laughs> Aloha. Goodbye. <laughs> Steven and Sherman Oaks. What do you think? Would you sign him?
4: Rogan Ronnie. Good afternoon. Thanks, guys. Hey, Vic, I hope you're recovering well. And the answer is hell no. And it's the same answer that I would give a friend if he asked me, hey, my girl cheated on me and she wants me back. Listen, we're a respectful team. If we sign this guy, shame on us, for real. Like, once a cheater, always a cheater, like everyone else is saying. And, no, we need to take some respect for ourselves. Do not sign this man.
1: All right. Appreciate it, Stephen. Thanks. Yeah, people are pretty fired up about this, Rodney. All right. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's one-sided. I And I get it. I, I certainly understand that.
1: Okay.
2: I, you know, I, I, I get it. Hey, look, like you said it, top two hate hated Astros, Altuve and Correa.
1: Right. Well, now we're all Thank in for worried. it. We're all in for it now. Because Spencer's yeah. mother, Terry, is on the phone. Hello, Terry.
6: Hi, fellas. How are you?
1: We're good, Terry. How are you? How are you, Terry?
6: I'm just great, and I heard tell that my son was on earlier trying to win some gift flower card, but that's okay. He buys me flowers anyway. He's a wonderful kid. He's a good boy. Yes, he is. You know, I raised him, so there you go. There you go. However, you guys can have that piece of crap cheating Carlos Correa. Nobody wants Correa. Okay, well, you know, Fred, that even though my Padres had no hope, if you remember our last <laughs> yes. conversation. Yeah,
2: Terry,
6: I do. We um, did do very well this year, and we have Hong Song Kim for okay. a shortstop. Oh, right. yes. So, uh, as far as I'm concerned, you guys can take that, I won't even call him a man, that person, All right. and you can sign him to the Dodgers, then you can be saddled with him. And he can try to take over the team like okay, he does everywhere all right. he goes. All right, Terry. And if something happens and yes. you guys lose your credibility, because the Dodgers are a very in- team heard. of integrity. All right, all right. But not if you put him on there. Right. But you go okay. right ahead now. You <laughs> right. go right ahead.
1: Okay. All right. No, Terry, thank you. Thank you. And uh, you, you've confirmed. And, and what,
6: about what? My, what about my, padre, what about my Jesus, Padres and Hope? Are we going to talk about that? No, we're not going to talk about that today, <laughs> Terry. <laughs> <laughs> no. there, they
2: had their shot. They had their shot.
1: We're They're not going to talk about it today. We'll talk about it next
6: time. Well, we got far. We got farther than y'all did. So you're, easy, you're Terry.
1: Easy. All right, Terry. All right, Terry. Terry. All right. Goodbye, Terry. Goodbye. Bye, bye.
4: Bye. All right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Manuel and Gardena. All right, Manuel. What do you think?
4: Hey, Rogan and Rodney. Shot. Stellar job. VTB feeling you. Right on. Ronnie my man, Kevin, and to quote the great eighties philosopher that uh, Rodney and I used to play Cinderella, Dana, Dane, and a bunch of the other fans. Hell no. He replied, no (laughs) way. We don't (laughs) want that scumbucket cheating rat stink Correa, who was smug as ever after. Remember he tried to, play the remorse card, and then he backed out of it. So, and uh, correction, Fred, I hate Alex Bregman. I cannot stand Alex Bregman one bit. And just like Tatis, that cheating bastard that she's trying to pawn off on us, we don't want him. We don't need him. I'd rather bring back JT, Clayton Kershaw, and you guys could call it insanity because it hasn't worked, but those guys are class acts and they're Dodgers.
1: All right. Okay, it's man.
4: all about the Dodgers.
1: All right, all right, all right. Good, man. All right, goodbye. Boy, people okay. are fired up here. <laughs> little didn't bit. didn't little quite bit. know it would elicit this kind of reaction. A little bit. What do you call him? A scumbag rat fink. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Gabe and Lakewood. Should you uh, sign him or not? Oh hell no! Are you kidding me?
7: This piece of crap. This <laughs> reminds me <of> back in <laughs> days when we hired Daryl Strawberry and John Tudor and Cal Daniels, and Eric Davis, all those guys we love to root against, and they join our team, no effing way. It cannot happen. It better not happen. I am just livid. I had to pull my car over for this. All right, This is ridiculous. I love it. I love it. Love the passion, baby.
1: Yeah, all right. Be careful driving. The hell with him. The hell with Correa. I changed my tune. Yeah, Absolutely. I- I'm not on the fence anymore, Fred. I'm with the people. Well, if you're with they, the they, people. They've, they've <laughs> set me straight. The people, the people are speaking. All right, Santiago, Low. what do you think?
4: Hey, what's up, fellas? Love the show. Great show. Thank, Thank you. I've got to speak for, hey, not just for myself, but for a lot of uh, L.A. people. We can't have that. Never that. We can throw a billboard saying never that, Korea. You know, please don't sign that, dude. But on another note, who I would love to see in Dodger Blue is Otani. Yeah, well, oh, that's how, true. What do you guys think? Hey, oh, yeah. you're getting a pitcher. You're getting a pitcher and a slugger all in one. Come on.
1: All right, Sonny. I to
4: that, thanks. That's a, that's a good. That's a no-brainer. All right,
1: thanks, Santiago.
4: Yeah, everybody like to see
1: Otani. I mean, whatever team you root for, you want to see Otani. That is a no-brainer. But it's no-brainer. not fantasy baseball, and you just can't go, we'll take him. You know, he signed with the Angels this year for $30 million. Then it'll be a different story at the end of the season. Uh, okay, Jack and Costa Mesa. Uh, Correa, yes or no? Hell no. Okay.
3: You know, this reminds me of when the Dodgers
1: got uh, Juan Marichal back in
3: the 70s. Yeah. My grandfather was so pissed off. At Peter O'Malley, he was yelling about Peter O'Malley in the car. We were out in Eagle Rock driving around. He's all, that bitch picked up Marisol. And it would be the same way here. We don't want, we don't need him. We don't want him.
1: All right. Appreciate it, Jack. Yeah. Don't want him. There, there's no in between here, Rodney. Wrap it right. up with Jacob. Jacob, go ahead. Call hey, uh, Jacob.
8: talking to me, right? Yeah. Hey, how's it going? Um,
1: hey, wait a minute, Jacob. Right. Jacob, yeah. hold on a second. Call Jacob. Go ahead, Jacob
8: okay so look i totally get the whole we don't want Korea" thing because you know the the cheating 2017 astros but he he's no longer an astro first of all and he's a professional like he's this is his job he's getting paid millions of dollars to play baseball the astros took him on at that time he was just doing his job i highly doubt he was the one who was making all the decisions to cheat in 2017, he was he was just a cog in the wheel. So the question comes down to: Does he genuinely want to help the Dodgers win? And if the question, if the answer is yes, and he's our best chance, and we can't get someone like Trey Turner back or somebody else competent like that, if he's our best chance, even just for one season, we got to go get him. If he wants to help the Dodgers win, that's all that matters. All right. it's, 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 at the end of the day, that's all that matters.
1: All right, Jacob, appreciate it. Thanks one guy yeah. one guy said if yeah. he helps us when we'll take him
8: yeah
2: i mean and it's this, this it wasn't like he made he was the sole person that made the decision to do that that was part of the video staff yeah. it was a it was a club deal where they got a video room or video area that guys could go in there and check it out and they they got the signs and everybody adhered to it i got to tell you if you're on a team and and that's going on and it's like you got an edge I don't know anybody in that moment, in that time, that's got to, not going to say, you know what? I don't want to sign. Yeah. I don't want to know if there's a fastball. Don't tell me. If they got, if they got it, and, and it's an edge in a, in a game, yes, it's cheating. But the limits had been pushed already to that point, and certain things that were being done. I got to tell you, most guys would be, oh yeah, you, you got you got the pitch.
1: Okay, let me know when I'm up. That's unfortunate. Next hour, Rich Hamill will join the show. So we do know now that Matthew Stafford is in concussion protocol. Uh, (laughs) Kyler Murray for Arizona may have a hamstring. He may miss the game, too. Uh Oh. Yeah, so it Uh could be a battle of the backups. But we'll talk to Rich about that next hour and find out what is going on as the Rams get ready to take on Arizona.
0: Tonight, a Vita Zubat's. Punishing the rim once again with a right hand. It's round two in the battle for L.A. as the Clippers and Lakers square off for the second time this season. Don't miss a moment of the action as Clippers countdown begins at 6 p.m. right here. The official home of Clippers basketball is AM570 LA Sports. They share a house but not a home. Right. If you missed any of Rogan and Rodney, you can podcast it on the iHeartRadio app.
5: Rogan and Rodney. AM
0: 570, LA Sports.
1: Come on. Come on on a hump day. Rodney Pete,
2: Fred Rogan. Let's go, baby.
1: All right, Rodney. Let's bring a friend of ours on. Uh, We've known him for years. Terrific guy. Involved in an incredible... Uh, situation name is Clayton Freck and he is the man in charge of Angel City Sports and Clayton good to talk to you how's everything good afternoon guys how you doing good we miss you how you been
7: I I miss you too uh yeah we're good you know just survive the pandemic and kind of you know putting all the pieces back together to to conquer the next few years uh for our community
2: I uh, love it. So, how's everything going, Clayton? I mean, uh, we first talked what years ago? Um, feels like oh, it was yeah. yesterday, but it was years ago, man. Angel City Games. What you guys do is incredible. Your son Ezra is an inspiration to everyone. Give us an update on everybody. How's everything going?
7: For sure, for sure. So, just for uh, just for your listeners and audience, uh, Angel City Sports. We do sports programming uh clinics we provide free equipment and competitive opportunities for literally all ages kids adults and veterans you guys have seen all ages out there at the angel City games uh that live with a physical disability or a visual impairment so it's a community that you know just is underserved has a real lack of resources and and programming especially on the sports side so that's kind of that that spot that we fit in and uh you know you guys know ezra you've had him on the show over the years so he he was born an amputee. Uh, you know, he'll be 18 this spring, if you can believe it. He's a senior in high school, uh, and Dang. he's a great athlete, always has been a great athlete. And, you know, he, he went to the Tokyo Paralympics, you know, as a 16-year-old, which is pretty epic.
1: Uh, so this year, usually we're at UCLA, but this year uh, you've expanded it. Now, this year you're going to be at Cerritos College and the Compton Hunting and Fishing Club. And, uh yep why the change and it seems like it's bigger and better than ever courage weekend.
7: So uh, we did hold the angel city games actually at Cerritos college in June. Um, So that is, you know, the games are going to live in June and that's for literally everyone, you know, uh, military personnel, civilians, all ages. Um, So we had a great weekend Uh, really felt kind of like the first real weekend back, you know, since the pandemic. And then this weekend, It's actually November 19th and 20th, uh, Fred, you're referring to our Courage Weekend. It's our first Courage Weekend that is just for, uh, you know, first responders, uh, active duty military personnel, as well as veterans. Uh, We're doing adaptive sports, right, uh, designed for people with physical disabilities, but we're allowing, you know, able-bodied folks from that community to come out and participate alongside Uh, those that have disabilities. So it's our first kind of, you know, first shot at this courage weekend, and it's going to be a wonderful weekend of 10 sports and special events. And, you know, bringing in a country music uh, star from the adaptive community, Scotty Hastings to perform Saturday night um, honoring a a Navy ordnance disposal. Right guy. One of the bomb bomb techs from Iraq lost his vision, uh, Brad Snyder honoring him on Saturday so just all around, going to be a powerful weekend, and this is sort of like what the Angel City Games was, you know, back in those early days, right? It's our first year getting this launched, and we're just so excited to serve this community.
2: That's 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 incredible, Clayton. And um, tell us about Ezra because I know he, you know, he's competed on a high level for so many years. He's getting older, as you mentioned, just had a birthday. Can't believe how time flies. Um, where, where is he at now in his competition? Is he training for something specific right now or is just training?
7: So yeah so he's he's a senior in high school. last spring he uh, got some achilles tendonitis and you know Ryan, you probably know that deal. Yep. so it's been a little bit tough to shake, but he's back uh, starting to put a more, more weight on the on the foot. Um, you know, as an amputee that the sound leg bears a lot more weight, right? It has a lot more stress. So we got to be extra careful there. Um, but, uh, you know, he'll start high school season, his last year, high school, you know, in February, and he's got some Paralympic events as well, uh, coming up the, the summer of, you know, next summer, 2023 is the world championship. So he's really tracking, you know, towards world championships. That's July in Paris. And then. You know the big event the next year in Paris is the 2024 Paralympic Games. Uh, you know, along the way, he needs to figure out college. So he, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, he's 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 trying to hit the long jump standard for D1 schools, which is seven meters, and you know, hopefully make it onto a college track team.
1: He's a remarkable athlete, he's a remarkable human being, but he is just a terrific kid. Okay. Uh, Angel City Sports, Courage Weekend, November 19th and 20th. It is at uh, Cerritos College and the Compton Hunting and Fishing Club. And, uh, Clayton, if anybody wants more information, what should they do?
7: You know, the easiest thing is just to go to our website, angelcitysports.org, and you'll see the banner right in front about the Courage Weekend, or you can go to the events calendar, however you want to track it down. But everything's on the website, We've got lots of great partners coming out from the Vets uh, community as well as an athlete council that's uh, helping boost the event. So, yeah, we're, we're expecting over 100, 100, 125 athletes from all over the country and, you know, still need volunteers and spectators and just come, come meet the athletes and, and be with us for a, a powerful weekend of sport.
1: Outstanding. Great talking to you. Good luck with it. Thanks so much, guys. Much love. All right, coming up next hour, Matthew Stafford may miss Sunday's game. Kyler Murray may miss Sunday's game. Rodney Pete is standing by his phone. I sure am. I can still throw it. It's like in hockey. You're the emergency quarterback. That's right. They have the emergency goalie
2: sitting there. I got my duffel bag ready, Fred.
1: All right, so we'll talk with Rich Hammond about that. Also, we need to pay tribute and honor Vic. And to do that, we ask a listener to prepare a haiku. And it will be your opportunity, so if you have the haiku, give us a call. And this hour, we're giving away pro flowers as well.